0: I'm Ray Rogers.
1: And I'm Brad Kepler.
0: You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. Wherever you are in the world, the reality of COVID-19 has changed our day-to-day lives. And 2020 has certainly presented new challenges for everyone, everywhere. Educators are working hard to make sure students are set up to learn at home with the tools they need. Governments at the state, local, and federal level are delivering critical services to citizens and the public when they need them the most. And of course, researchers and healthcare professionals are working to keep all of us safe by finding treatments, cures, vaccines, and delivering life-saving care.
1: Over the next five episodes, we're going to continue our exploration of what's happening around the globe and what role technology plays but we're passing the mic to hear from others this time, including Teresa Carlson, Vice President of Worldwide Public Sector at Amazon Web Services.
0: So let's jump right in. Here's Teresa, guest host of today's episode. She's first joined by Sandy Carter, Vice President of Worldwide Public Sector Partners and Programs at AWS. Both Sandy and Teresa have heard from leaders around the world about how they are working through these unique times. But first, a quick crash course in partners. They offer invaluable resources for customers who are migrating to the cloud. They're specialists, and they're often the ones who take the technical complexities onto their own plates so that organizations can focus on doing what they do best, which is delivering on their missions every day, no matter the circumstances. Here's Teresa with Sandy.
2: Hi, Sandy, thanks for sitting down with me today. Happy to be here, Teresa. I wanted to try something a little new, and I'm thinking of this almost like a little fireside chat. I have my cup of coffee, which you all know I drink a lot of, And I hope this episode can really spark conversation about the role of cloud computing and how it will play a critical part of the new normal. So let's get started. Partners are the key success for so many of our customers, and they're working to deliver solutions right now. Organizations really rely on partners for guidance, technical solution, and our support. So Sandy, can you tell me more
3: about the amazing work our partners are doing? Absolutely. Teresa, our partners really are amazing. We have partners that are impacting every part of our new normal, from remote learning, remote work, uh, contact centers, healthcare. Our partners are so passionate, and they're willing to help and assist our customers and governments in so many ways. Some of the very top needs we've seen are a couple. Um, the first is being able to take calls to help citizens. So if you think about Accenture, Accenture was able to supply support with Conduit, leveraging Amazon Connect for a contact center for the state of New Mexico. And this is pretty incredible, Teresa. In one week, they took over 20,000 calls, and 98% of those calls were answered in less than 21 seconds. The second big need that we see is being able to check on someone's health, you know, to see if they have a temperature or any signs of COVID-19. In Mexico, Rumi IT built a robot to interact with humans to measure that body temperature and ask a few questions about their health to identify possible COVID-19 cases. And I know that you saw them down in Mexico and how they're using Amazon machine learning. Call centers and health checks are two critical
2: areas right now. People need guidance and support from their governments. And I love your example on how Amazon Connect really filled a need for New Mexico and help them really meet the needs of their citizens. Another need that we've heard not only here in the US, but globally, is making sure students are still able to learn, even while out of the traditional classroom setting. I wanna dive a little bit deeper because COVID 19's really challenged us all in so many new ways to think bigger and move faster. So tell me more about partners and how they're rising up to the challenge to work with their customers in light of this situation of COVID-19. And how do you see partners today helping customers to think big
3: and to achieve more than they thought was ever possible? Innovation is happening everywhere. And empathy for others in this unprecedented time is unparalleled. My favorite inspirations come in all shapes and sizes remote learning solutions have gained traction. UNESCO estimates that school closures have happened in 188 countries, and that has impacted 91% of the world's school-age population. So in response, our partners are stepping up to help schools and colleges. For example, Synchronet, they're using Amazon Workspaces and AppStream. They're really helping out K-12 and higher ed by deploying this support around financial administrative staff and helping students leverage the ability to be remote. In fact, in Houston, they were able to help set up remote access to an engineering lab. Our partners are also stepping up to help governments with remote work. So if you think about VMware and Rackspace, two of our partners, they helped to provide a remote desktop that could provide 2,000 workers with access to their healthcare applications remotely. And I have so many other examples, Teresa, like Hello Alice, which is just a startup out of San Francisco, but they've built on top of Amazon SageMaker, our machine learning service, and they delivered a COVID-19 small business center. It was just pulled together in days. We also have another small business based out of New Mexico, Electronic Caregiver. Now, they spent two years researching how the elderly needed care, all powered by Amazon Web Services. And in today's COVID-19 home care market, they are hitting it right on the money. And finally, if you just think about infrastructure and securing that, one of our security provider partners, Zscaler, reached an exciting new milestone. Over 100 billion transactions have been secured daily. So our partners are innovating at the rate and pace of the new norm. These are global solutions that are scalable and valuable. And to echo you, there's a new rate
2: and pace of this new normal. The global situation changed in what seems like overnight. And in fact, I'm amazed at how much organizations are able to achieve in this really compressed timeline when they work with the right partners to meet their needs. And for any leaders out there who might be a bit stumped on how to get started with cloud computing and how to know when it's the right time to bring on a partner,
3: can you kind of describe that and help us understand that? You know, partners offer solutions that can help solve business challenges fast, We have over 1,200 public sector partners that are working with us today. So if you're looking for a specific skill or a competency, let's say migration or disaster response, you can come to us for that help. Now, competency is a way that we test our partners to ensure they have the right level of technical expertise to bring great value for our customers. So for example, Credence has skills with Microsoft, and of course, a lot of customers want to migrate their on-premises work over to the cloud. They recently just worked with us on DLA, or the Defense Logistics Agency, to successfully migrate five of their major applications to AWS GovCloud. And then there's Maxar. They recently achieved the Public Safety and Disaster Response Competency And they were recently asked to assist in the Puerto Rico earthquakes. So I also wanna congratulate Perspecta who just became our newest migration competency partner. We have so many customers migrating right now from on-premises to the cloud because they see the agility that the cloud gives them in these particular times.
0: Next up, we have Teresa chatting with Maggie Carter, global lead for the AWS disaster response program. Maggie and her team are involved in one of the most urgent missions of today, which is responding to COVID-19. The AWS disaster response program has a mission to pair the right technical expertise with customers around the globe to support them in times of need when they're faced with natural disaster or crisis. Take a listen.
2: So Maggie, your team's been involved in many disaster response scenarios from wildfires to hurricanes, and of course, real time now in COVID-19. Every situation your team's been involved in is a little bit different, but is there anything that you can talk about in terms of common ground that you see from other disasters to what we're seeing today and what you and the team have learned from these past experiences?
4: So one of the things that we've learned is that no two disasters are exactly alike. Situations and solutions need to be customized based on the disaster or the crisis, right? But no matter what type of disaster, one thing remains the same, speed matters. Speed matters in decision-making and responding. And I also say one of the biggest lessons learned for us, the disaster response action team, and for our customers is that preparation is key in order to effectively respond.
2: Wow, that's such a hopeful message to hear. We can learn from these experiences and build up a tool set that will help us respond quickly and effectively. There's a real sense of comfort that comes from knowing that we are truly all in this together, and we start from a pool of knowledge from various experiences to meet these new challenges and even ones as serious as we're facing with COVID-19. So, some of the initiatives your team's already worked on include rebuilding connectivity and disaster mapping. How do these initiatives, Maggie, help customers with some of their most critical needs today? So the way we work at Amazon and something that we really focus
4: on with the disaster response team is we work backwards from the customer need. Like you said, whether it's connectivity, because in times of a natural disaster, there's oftentimes a loss or a lack of connectivity and that's a barrier to accessing technology. How do we use our employees as experts and our technology to solve for a loss of connectivity? Whether it's operating at the edge or engaging our employees in the field to rebuild connectivity. And with the case of COVID-19, we've had to work backwards from the customer need. What does a global pandemic mean to our customers in public sector? And how can we help them respond and have continuity of operations to support remote learning and really to help support those customers that are on the front lines, responding to the health crisis, leveraging our technology our expertise to mitigate the outbreak and support their response efforts. So we also collaborate with humanitarian OpenStreetMaps, or HOT, to identify projects that are critical to the government and UN entities. We're helping them map areas that have typically been unmapped. We're helping them visualize and get resources to where they're needed most to support their response efforts. That means we're helping healthcare workers connect to villages that need support. We're helping to map where healthcare clinics are in proximity to a rural community to identify who needs critical care. What are those lifelines for health services that are needed in times like COVID 19?
2: Right. That's an, such an important part of the story, making sure our customers have the things they need to succeed. Whether it's a temporary connection or maps of previously unmapped areas. Sometimes the resources our customers might need is also just access to the right data. So, with that in mind, I do want to shift a minute and talk about something I'm particularly proud of, which is the work that's going on into standing up the AWS Diagnostic Development Initiative, or what we've called internally DDI. Diagnostics can really play an important role in finding a solution to COVID-19 and allocating cloud resources to the researchers who need this is really important as a first step. Maggie, can you share more about our initiative here and the types of projects that we're going to support?
4: So the ADS Diagnostic Development Initiative, it's a new project of the Disaster Response Program. Early in COVID-19 outbreak, we worked very closely with our colleagues and customers in some global physicians to understand what some of the key gaps are in an outbreak, and tried to understand how AWS was uniquely positioned to support those efforts. In our research and our work with these customers, what we found was that diagnostics is largely an underfunded space when it comes to the critical points to mitigating an outbreak, There's a lot of funding that comes in from governments and private foundations for vaccines and therapies, but not a lot of funding is given towards diagnostics. And so at AWS, we thought this was an area that we could double down in resourcing and supporting those efforts in research and development of diagnostics. So what we've done is we set aside promotional credits to support research and development on AWS. And also have dedicated pro bono technical support through ProServe to also help facilitate and expedite that research and development on AWS. One example that stands out is Chan Zuckerberg Biohub. They're leveraging AWS machine learning models with genomics data to estimate how many cases of the disease are in a population beyond confirmed test results. And then they're using that data to inform preparedness and planning for public health.
0: Maggie shared how technology is helping healthcare organizations and governments respond to disasters and crises like COVID 19. And another piece of the puzzle is how governments create the policies that allow organizations to implement cloud in the first place. Governments around the globe have shifted to remote work recently, and organizations had to quickly adapt to this new reality and come together to pool funds and resources to advance research on diagnosis, treatment, and vaccine studies. Blair Anderson, our director within AWS Public Policy, joins Teresa to discuss.
2: Hi, Blair. Thanks for joining me today. I just got finished speaking to Maggie Carter about the COVID-19 pandemic and what's caused a lot of the governments to realize the importance of cloud computing. Blair, as a leader within our global public policy team and, and leading the efforts with COVID-19, you've had these types of conversations with governments for years. Tell me a little bit about how our global expertise helps customers navigate the new challenges, especially around the policy piece like making sure everything is secure and compliant during a sudden shift to remote work, remote education, and telehealth?
5: That's a great question. While this is a global crisis impacting a diverse spectrum of countries, at its heart, really, each government is challenged by similar problems. Remotely, how do they continue to serve their citizens, educate students, and meet public health needs? The coordination between AWS's teams gives governments a global vision of the solutions and partners available. This allows governments to focus on solution execution, not solution identification. So a few examples in the remote education space. Somos Educao is an educational group in Brazil and is now supporting 1.3 million students with online classes through the use of its plural educational platform. In the Middle East, Aleph Education is providing its digital learning products to all students in the United Arab Emirates. And in India, Career Launcher is working with the government in Delhi to help train teachers on effective virtual teaching techniques and technologies. So you also mentioned security. Uh, Governments really appreciate that AWS uses the same secure hardware and software in each one of our regions. So all of our customers have the confidence and benefit from the fact that we are the only cloud that has its service offerings and associated supply chain that is vetted and accepted as secure enough for top-secret workloads.
2: Well, Blair, a concern that we frequently hear is that there are perceived blockers that prevent governments from migrating to the cloud. Blockers such as data sovereignty, data residency, or where it's stored, and its movement Can you help us debunk some of those myths? What are some of the ones you hear most frequently and what are some of the examples that stand out to you of how we've worked with governments to overcome their region-specific challenges and issues that they may face?
5: For various reasons, a number of which you mentioned there, governments have resisted moving systems to the cloud. But this crisis has laid bare the limits of government's legacy IT systems. We've seen this repeatedly in the US where some state governments, uh, they've turned to us once they realized the, the unprecedented nature of this crisis requires the agility and the ability to scale of the cloud. So one example in the US, state's legacy unemployment systems have been overwhelmed by an exponential spike in new applications. AWS's teams have stepped in and assisted states very quickly in setting up cloud-based solutions to support the surge. So one example, in Rhode Island, in just 10 days, AWS helped the Department of Labor and Training integrate an Amazon Connect solution. On its first full day of operation, this new solution enabled nearly 75,000 Rhode Island residents to successfully file continuing claims.
2: I really love this example, and Rhode Island is a great example of true leadership and really shows how government can think of and implement new ways to serve their citizens. And we're seeing examples like this all over the globe. COVID-19's required governments to think big and move fast about how they can use technology in new ways to serve their public and their citizens. And in turn, Citizens are really relying on and turning to their governments in this time of need. Let's build on the Rhode Island example, Blair, and what are some of the other inspiring solutions that you've seen?
5: It's been inspiring to witness the amount of passion and innovation that teams and partners have been bringing forward to support governments' responses. In March, the White House and the Allen Institute for AI released a data set of tens of thousands of scientific and research sources related to COVID-19, SARS, and the broader coronavirus family. In response to this challenge, AWS built and launched CORD-19 Search. This is a new search website powered by machine learning that can help researchers quickly and easily search tens of thousands of research papers and documents. It uses natural language questions, which makes it even simpler. Researchers are developing scientific and medical evidence on COVID-19 at an exponential scale. The functionality of CORD-19 search is an enormous value to scientists. Now they could quickly query, validate their research, and advance their investigations.
1: Something that's come up in every discussion so far is speed. Things are moving quickly. And when we think about large organizations or governments, there are just so many complex factors to take into account. So what's the process like when organizations need to migrate mission-critical, really large-scale applications to the cloud? John Dancy is the Director of Professional Services at AWS. He and his team of technical experts are the ones who help facilitate these migrations. So he sat down with Teresa to share some more.
2: John, I wanna talk to you about how you work with organizations to help them migrate to the cloud. Things are moving really fast. Speed is important, but especially now, When our global situation is changing so rapidly, tell me more about a balance between speed and other necessities like security and how that can be achieved in a time like this. How are organizations really making this transition? Yes,
6: speed's important, especially during these times. We've responded to governments, nonprofits, health, and human safety organizations around the world who are looking to engage with us to help them serve citizens. This has them working at unimaginable scale and speed. We've taken several approaches to helping customers. We see consistent needs from governments around the world, so we've packaged up our solutions so they can be deployed quickly. For example, many agencies need to quickly get information in the hands of the public, so we've designed a repeatable template for secure, massively scalable websites. In other cases, we're seeing brand new mission needs. The best example of that is the work we did in the UK. There we pull together experts from across Amazon to create an entire system with the UK National Health Service to deliver COVID-19 test kits to frontline NHS and health workers. The other thing that we do for customers is help them by performing well-architected reviews to make sure they're using the cloud in the best way possible. And part of that is including security assessments to help protect against ransomware, denial of service attacks, and any other cybersecurity issues.
2: Well, that's no easy feat and the UK NHS is such a great example of how they're looking for new ways to meet their citizens' needs. But certainly there's a lot of lead up to that kind of solution. Generally, what are some of the challenges customers are facing in getting up and running in the cloud? And how is your team specifically working to remove those barriers and help them meet their needs and get going?
6: Customers are facing challenges with the scalability of their systems. Those trade-offs have led to technical debts and now challenges in serving citizens. Brought on many agencies who find their contact centers overwhelmed by the number of calls from citizens needing some form of support. We've used Amazon Connect many times over to solve the challenge. We've deployed it in hours or days, depending on how complex the needs are, and have even helped with strategies to offload call volume by using chatbot technologies as part of the overall customer experience.
2: John, those are amazing kinds of examples, and it makes me really proud of what our customers are able to achieve. Earlier, Sandy also mentioned Amazon Connect, and I love to hear those kinds of stories because we can all relate to needing information, being directed to a line, and wanting to get answers quickly. This is one way governments and AWS can help citizens stay informed and help get up to date with what's happening right now. So before I let you go, I want to get to your broad view take on the situation. What are some of the team's biggest lessons learned to date? And how do you think we can continue to meet the needs of our customers, our government customers, our education customers in this time and beyond?
6: A journey to the cloud starts with leadership and vision, where they're willing to make decisions and act with speed. We've worked side by side with many of our customers to get creative and find an AWS or partner solution that meets the initial good enough need. And then just as important to keep iterating on the solution until we're all happy. The principle of working in partnership with our customers, making decisions and acting with speed and taking an iterative approach to migration will serve any customer well today and in the future. Then I just want to add my own personal lesson, which is something I've always known, but that's even more apparent now, is the passion and care that government employees bring to their work. It's clear they're dedicated to their mission and they're the unsung heroes in this crisis. I'd just like to say a big thank you to them for the difference that they're
2: making. I couldn't have ended it better myself. The true heroes are the ones who are working tirelessly to deliver on their missions. To make sure our students are still learning, to make sure our citizens are receiving the services they need every day. From the bottom of my heart, of our heart, a big thank you to all of the everyday heroes from our healthcare workers, doctors, nurses and others to educators, to our government officials and researchers around the world. I'm so inspired and uplifted to see that we're all in this together and helping to solve these problems more rapidly. I wanna say a big thank you to Sandy, Maggie, Blair and John for joining me today and sharing with all of you a little bit about what we're trying to do to continue to make the world a better place.
0: Be sure to tune in for our next episode where we'll explore the world of remote learning. If you enjoyed today's conversations and you want to learn more about the work AWS does with the public sector, register for the upcoming AWS Public Sector Summit online. You can access a day of breakout sessions, hear directly from customers and more, all without leaving your home. It's set to take place on June 30th, and you can register and stay up to date by visiting aws.amazon.com slash events slash summits slash online slash public sector.
1: A big thank you to our guest host, Teresa Carlson. Visit our homepage, aws.amazon.com, to learn about all of the initiatives and programs we have in response to COVID-19. To learn more about AWS Disaster Response Recovery, visit aws.amazon.com forward slash disaster recovery. To learn more about the AWS Partner Network, visit aws.amazon.com forward slash partners.
0: As always, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe for more stories. We'll catch you on the next one.